Hey everyone, it's Preston. Just wanted to make a couple of quick announcements before today's episode. The first one is you may have noticed that last week we did not have an episode. Moving forward, we are going to have them every other week. This just makes it a little more doable on our end. And thank you to all those who have reached out and said you are enjoying the podcast. We've heard great things from shoppers, owners, and breeders. So thank you so much. And we look forward to continuing episodes every other week. Second thing I wanted to mention is that this weekend we are starting our Pomsky of the Year contest. So look for an email uh, and posts on social media about that contest. We're going to have a lot of fun prizes and hopefully see a lot of great pictures and videos of your Pomsky. So look out for that. And we look forward to having you uh, compete in the contest. So let's dive into today's episode. It's a really fun one. If you've got a pen and paper or ability to take notes on your phone, get ready to pull it out because there's a lot of great products that Eva is going to uh, discuss and suggest. So let's dive in. Hey, Preston here, and welcome to the Pomsky 101 podcast, the official podcast of the Pomsky Owners Association, a leading authority for the Pomsky dog breed. Our community of Pomsky breeders and owners is dedicated to first helping you find the perfect Pomsky through a reputable breeder, and second, helping you raise and train the perfect Pomsky. Today, we have Eva joining us from Windy City Pomsky out of Chicago. Welcome to the podcast, Eva. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, I'm excited for today's podcast. I think it's going to be fun and a little bit different than some that we've had in the past. Um, I just wanted to mention you breed some stunning Pomsky pups. Uh, I haven't met them in person, but seen them online. They're beautiful and stunning. I especially love the personalized care you provide your puppies, breeding only one at a time and spending a lot of time really socializing and house training uh, mm -hmm. your pups for a smooth transition. So yeah, can you tell us more about that approach that you take? Um, yeah, that well, thank you. That means a lot coming from you. And um, the goal of having just one litter at a time has become somewhat challenging recently because our mothers have started having their heat cycles closer and closer together. Uh -huh. um, it's kind of like with humans, females that live in close quarters with each other tend to have cycles at the same time. But that being said, we've only had one instance with two litters overlapping by a couple of weeks. But it's never been more than that. Currently, we only have three breeding females, and we just focus on one litter at a time as much as we can. And we have the puppies in the house with us, just being part of our day-to-day -day lives. And we really think that that's what uh, really prepares them best for going into new homes later on, too. Yeah, very cool. And when is your next litter due? Um in may may 8th is our next one awesome well it's coming up soon it'll be here before we know it um so a lot of our breeders they like to send their puppies to their new homes with a few essential items um mm -hmm. with your puppies so so you have this great experience where you know they're part of your day-to-day -day in your home mm -hmm. and then you send them to their new owners and their new home what products have you chosen to send with with puppies to their new owners well, the items that we put in our going home bags um, are the basic necessities to get started with, with only owning a new Pomsky puppy. And our bags do vary a little bit from litter to litter and even from puppy to puppy. But generally, we include um, some food that we've been feeding. 
so that they can continue feeding the same thing at their home. Or if they choose to go with a different food, they can uh, mix the old one with the new one to help them transition. Then some coupons for the food from the vendor, a blanket that smells like mom and the litter mates as a comfort object for them. I also include um, a, a collar and harness that currently fit the puppy on going home day. Yeah. A lot of people really want to go shopping ahead of time and say, what size collar should I get? What size harness should I get? Small and extra small. And those sizes vary so much from brand to brand. And each puppy is different too. Some are, have like a wider chest. Some have like a smaller neck. You never know what it will be. So I'd rather just send them home in something that fits and then they'll grow out of that in about the next month or so anyway, because they grow so much between that second and third month. And then that gives them a little bit of time to go shopping, go to PetSmart, go wherever they want and actually uh, measure them and get them fitted for something that's more personalized for them. Right. Then we also include... Um, a leash that's an appropriate weight for the collar and harness. So like a lighter weight one, if it's a smaller puppy, a heavier weight one, if it's a bigger one. Also a few toys that the, cup, the puppy would enjoy. The toys are usually something different for each puppy because they really do have different personalities and play styles and chewing strengths. It could also be a particular toy that was their favorite at our house or something that we think that the individual puppy would enjoy. Um, I try to pick toys that are safe, durable, and can last them a while. I also include um, a brush for them. I like the double-sided brushes, the ones that have bristles on one end and the pins on the other end that kind uh -huh. of look like a human hairbrush. Yeah. Uh, that seems to be the best balance between actually being effective and being gentle for them. And I like getting them started on being brushed very often early on, even before they're really shedding. They're really not going to be shedding much until they're about six months old, but the brushing just helps get dirt off of them and it gets them used to the routine of brushing. And it's kind of a nice thing to do to just bond with your puppy. Also include in the bag, like doggy waste bags and a little dispenser that you can put on your keychain or put on your leash. Mm -hmm. And also a folder with their paperwork and veterinary um, information. And there's also an offer through Trupanion to get 30 days of free pet insurance. So the offer page from there and like the code to activate that. And then um, I also include lots of informational sheets that I think that would be helpful for them in print. Mm -hmm. So it'll be things like um, what foods to avoid that they can put on their fridge or how to trim your dog's nails that they can have like in their grooming kit for when they're actually doing some at-home grooming yeah. and what to ask for with a professional groomer and what not to ask for and why not to shave your palm ski, which I'm sure you've heard many, many times. Yeah. But I feel like if it's in print, sometimes it, it, it hits a little bit um, more, um, more strongly that way. And I also include like socialization checklists they can work on from home. So 
part of the things that we do with having them in our house all the time is we're exposing them to things all the time. So it'll be like people on the phone, Zoom calls, hair dryers, vacuum cleaners, blenders, everything. So we already expose them to a lot of things, but they can continue doing that at home too. And um, they're the best time to expose them to things is before six weeks old when they develop a, a formal fear response. Mm-hmm. But they, they, they're still really, really impressionable up until 16 weeks. So I have a whole list of things that you can expose them to. It could be all kinds of things like things on a farm or people in a wheelchair or people with hats and people with beards and people like that are wearing uniforms, all kinds of things. So whatever we might not have been able to get to at our house, you can do at home too and also expose them to that. And it's also like catered to your life. So if you know you're never going to go to a farm, you can skip that, you know. Yeah, yeah. But if you know your dog is going to be around farms or around like construction sites or whatever maybe you know maybe those are the things that you would focus on more so it's just a checklist on there so things you can kind of work through with your puppy and as activities and things you can work on with them and then also anything that the pet owners um had said specifically that they wanted more information on Sometimes it'll be things like house training, crate training, um, just exposure to scary things, how to introduce them to things. So anything that they've mentioned themselves that they would like information on or that I feel like they've asked a lot of shown some interest in, I'll include some kind of worksheet on it. I feel like I'm packing kids for school, but (laughs) I think that worksheets are kind of nice sometimes. Yeah, it's good to have something at least laying around or, you know, put it on the fridge or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Um, This is no short list. Anything else (laughs) you haven't said? Um, Yeah, there's usually a few other things. Um, It's it's really dependent on the people who are getting the puppy. So like uh, we do litter box training and I recommend people get a litter box with the specific kind of pellets that we use. And if the pet owner is going to be living in the city, that might be kind of hard for them to get because we get them at a tractor supply. And I think the closest one to the city of Chicago is like 40 miles away. And that bag's like 50 pounds too. So, you know, I'll give them things like that that might be kind of hard for them to obtain. We buy it in bulk. I'm happy to share, you know, any other little things like if they haven't had a chance to get a crate or they haven't had to get this or that. I always have extras of everything. So I just want to make sure that they're going home with everything that they need, you know? Yeah. Wow. That, that is, uh, that reiterates to me the importance of working with a quality reputable breeder. You you can tell the care that a breeder has with, with what they send the puppy home with. Right. And I love like the Mm -hmm. personal aspects that you have um, in those products and, and resources that you send home. So really cool. Thank you. Yeah. So out of all those products and resources that you have, are there any that you, uh, are really partial to as far as like the actual brand and specific product? Like you mentioned the brush that's double-sided mm-hmm. or the dog food. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Are there any that you really suggest, even if, if an owner, um, is getting a dog from another breeder, 
yeah. that you would highly recommend they look into? Sure. Um, the brush, I wouldn't say that there's a specific brand. I think that most pet supply stores will have them. Um, I'll get them even like at five below. I'll buy them in bulk. You know, they have mm -hmm. them. And the crate, the one that I use is one made by Midwest. You can get it on Amazon. Um, you can do one that's between like 20 and 30 inches, depending on how big your puppy is going to be as an adult. Yeah. So closer to the 30 inch side, when if it's going to be standard size Pomsky, and if closer to the 20 inch side, if you're, you have a mini. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those crates also have like a little divider in them. I like those because um, it gives them a smaller space to work with and then they can grow into it. Uh, Walmart and Target also carry a similar type of crate. Um, the main things that I would really be looking for in a crate is just that it's metal, not wood or plastic or any other kind of material, and that it has a top, like a ceiling, because they will climb out. Hey, Preston here with a little aside. You've made it this far in the podcast, so we know you really care about raising and training your Pomsky in the best way possible. For people like you, our community of breeders, owners, and trainers wrote a book, The Complete Guide to Pomsky Training. It's the number one book on Amazon for Pomsky Training, and we've been thrilled to hear from hundreds of owners how helpful it is. So if you think you could use this book, head over to Amazon and search for Pomsky Training Books. Make sure it's the Pomsky Owners Association book with a red cover and over 100 ratings. You can get either a hard copy, electronic version, or audible version today. Alrighty, back to our episode. For other brands, like there's some toy brands that I like. I like Kong. That's a pretty classic one. Um, yeah. Good quality things. Um, I also really like all the toys that come with the BarkBox Super Chewer subscription. Yeah. And they've been really, really awesome to work with too. So you can customize the boxes that you get there. You can customize whether you want toys or toys and treats. So yeah. what I do is I do just toys. They don't have an option for this yet, but you can contact their customer service and say that you only want a certain type of toy. Mm -hmm. And for puppies, I definitely discourage people from getting like the hard nylon toys. Yeah. Those can really damage their teeth. And usually there's like a mix of like the nylon and the hard rubber toys. But the hard rubber is plenty durable enough. And even like for adults, it's plenty durable. Yeah. So if you can get away with not using the nylon ones, highly recommend it. Those hurt really bad if you stub your toes on them. Yeah. Yeah. They're really sharp. They can break dogs' teeth, but the dogs really love those things. They really, yeah. really do. But like our vet will tell us, you know, they've got damage on their teeth. You really shouldn't give them those. Yeah. We've heard that from, from multiple vets that mm -hmm. um, sometimes those, those toys and bones can, can create issues. So, yeah. So are there any, you mentioned you have like different toys depending mm -hmm. on the specific palm ski, which I think is, yeah. is really cool. Is there like a go-to toy that most palm skis like that you would recommend? The Kong is a classic one, like the kind that you can fill with things. Um, yeah. You could put treats and even like a whole meal you could put in there, like yogurt and like kibble and chicken and whatever, you know, yeah. and freeze them too. Those seem to be really, really popular. 
And with the Kongs and basically any toys that go by size of the or age, I always recommend going up a size. Okay. So your puppy can grow into it. And as we all know, Pomskis chew things a lot. Yeah, yeah. And they, they are really, really strong chewers. So you can kind of go up one level for them. The only thing I caution against is those nylon things. That's yeah. that's my only line, really. <laughs> but there's really nothing wrong with the slightly larger rubber toy. Because if you use those little baby Kongs that they have, um, they're meant for puppies. They can chew right through those. They could even probably swallow one of those. Mm. Those are really, really tiny. It's like the size of a human pacifier. Yeah. So, yeah. So another, just on the Kong uh, mm-hmm. product, uh, I had another breeder recommend that you can, this is like a, a little hack for people at home. Uh-huh. You can put like a blueberry inside an ice cube or something like yeah. that. So similar to the mm-hmm. Kong idea and they'll, they'll yeah. play with that for, yeah, that's a really know, good idea for a while. So cool. Are there any products or common products that Pomsky owners don't think they necessarily need, but usually end up needing in the end that you that you are aware of. The amount of toys. So mm-hmm. people usually start off with like two or three toys with their puppy, and then you realize how much those toys really, really help, and how excited they are when they get a new toy. So mm-hmm. I find that like I'm still buying new toys constantly, even for our adult dogs. You know, we're yeah. rotating them, we're changing them around. They get so excited. It keeps them busy, keeps, keeps them mentally engaged. Yep. And with toys, it's like an overall category. So under toys, I would say like any kind of enrichment object. So that would be like snuffle mats and puzzles and like chew toys and things you could fill with food. All of those things are partially entertainment, partially for nutrition, partially um, just mental stimulation. Yeah. 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 So we constantly keep on buying those. So it's kind of amazing that like you're still buying your adults (laughs) toys, but you're probably going to be buying your dog toys for a very long time. And I like the idea of rotating, right? You can get it Mm -hmm. if you want, you could get a ton of toys up front rotate through but just make mm-hmm. sure you're rotating through them so you get the most yeah. out of those toys and then they're excited when they come out again right so mm-hmm. absolutely cool yeah. okay back so i'm moving back a little bit to the dog food is there mm-hmm. is there a dog food it sounds like you use a specific kind and and pass mm-hmm. that on to the owner is there one that you recommend we use the Nutrisource um, small to medium-sized puppy, the chicken and rice formula. Mm-hmm. It's great and inclusive, and we use that as a base. So sometimes we'll add like eggs and chicken and fruits and vegetables to that. Because yep. I personally think that if you're at home, you can use things from your own refrigerator as your treats and to add on to their basic diet but I really like the Nutrisource just as their base there and then you can add on from there there's other good ones too you can check out like dogfoodadvisor.com to Mm -hmm. uh, be able to compare and contrast some other brands but our dogs have done really well with the Nutrisource and that's where we're going to stick to for now cool 
And just so our listeners know, I'm going to link to all of these products in the description okay. of the podcast so that they yeah. can find all of these. Okay. So now for a little bit more of a fun part, what products do you recommend that aren't necessarily like essential <laughs> or they're like fun products that you've been really surprised with that have just been like lifesavers in some way or another? Yeah. Um, well, I love shopping. Okay. So you're, you're talking to my heart here, awesome. but you were the, you're the that, perfect one for this episode. Yes. Yes. Um, I could probably go on about this forever, but few things that you don't absolutely need, but are nice and convenient. Um, a dog bowl stand, mm-hmm. something to lift those bowls off the floor. It keeps them from getting knocked over and also discourages them from swimming in their bowl. If you have a puppy mm. that likes to stick their paws in there and go for a little quick swim, having them up a little bit higher is always nice. Um, I just always say make sure it's made out of a durable material, definitely not wood. Also something that's non-porous, so yep. ideally not plastic either because that could actually soak things up. So something that's like metal, or like, I don't know, that really hard plastic that the crates are made out of. Yeah, yeah. But you probably know. And then uh, you don't really need a bed for their crate, but it would be nice to have like a nice bed for their living room. Mm-hmm. Or not for their living room, from your living room. So that you're sitting on the couch and you have somewhere nice for your dog to lay down to. So something that's presentable that you, you're proud to show off to your friends and family and somewhere cozy that the dog can lay and be under your supervision. Because if they're in a crate and they have one of those nice plushy beds, they're just going to rip it up. Yeah. Also, another nice thing to have is a furniture cover for your couch or chairs that if you're gonna, going to allow your dog up on the furniture. And along that same vein, car seat cover. So something to cover your back seat with or your front seat, wherever your dog is going to be. And also a doggy car seat Mm -hmm. instead of just traveling in their crate. Um, Their crate is just fine for traveling. Just make sure it's nice and padded and it's secure in the back. They can travel in that at bare bones. But if you want to have them involved and to be like in the seat next to you, you want them in a car seat so that they're secure and not just all over yeah. the car and yeah. you want them to be safe as well, of course. Another thing that's really helpful, but not necessarily a must is an exercise pen. Mm-hmm. So something that you can basically contain them with that's a little more contained than just a baby gate or a doggy gate, but like something is just so that you can actually really keep an eye on them. You could even use it outside, Yeah. you know, while you're gardening, if you don't have a fenced in yard, that's a good place to put them so that they're contained and you can watch them. Um, Also, if you're going to be keeping them uh, at home for, longer than about two hours when they're a puppy, I recommend the exercise pen, having them, having the exercise pen attached to the crate and having like a little litter box attached to that, that kind of makes it a little bit easier for them to be able to stay at home for longer periods of time. Yeah. 
I don't recommend it in general, like with a puppy, I hope that people are prepared to put the time in, but obviously yeah. life happens. There's things that you, you need to do. And I, I, I like to tell people, them. I like to tell people puppies are like babies, right? You, you mm-hmm. usually wouldn't leave a baby alone in, in the beginning months and years. Right. So hopefully, you know, that's, that's the goal, but of course mm-hmm. there's situations where we can't do that. So. Right. Absolutely. And another thing that is a uh, nice to have, but don't really need is lint rollers. Yeah. So you don't need them at first, but around six months, they're going to start shedding. And if you want your clothes to look nice and your furniture to look nice, I'd suggest some lint rollers. Worth it. Yeah. Oh, this is a great list. Um, yeah. Any, any others on there that you have? Yeah, there's one product that I recently discovered um, yeah. it's called a doggy don't. Doggy it's don't. A, yeah, it's like a little remote and it has one button on it and it makes a terrible noise like a <laughs> and it's a training device to discourage them from doing bad things. They say specifically for barking and for jumping on people or jumping on anything. And one of our friends had it and we heard the noise. We're like, what the heck is that? Yeah. And it sounds like someone's being electrocuted or something terrible. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, no, it's just a noise. So Interesting. We it. it's on Amazon. It's like 50 yeah. bucks. Okay. It's not cheap, if, especially for what it is, but it works. I'm just amazed that this little thing works. So it just has one button you see and dog starts barking. You press the button once and then they look at you completely stunned like what what was that yeah yeah (laughs) and silent so kind of i don't know if it's a gimmicky thing but i was kind of shocked that it it worked i was like i'll give it a try i like amazon you can return things on there if it doesn't work out yeah which by the way on any of your dog things especially anything that's supposed to be indestructible and chew proof save your receipts yeah, Most retailers will take those things back, especially like Walmart, Target, PetSmart, Amazon. They will take those things back. If they claim to be indestructible and your dog can destruct it yeah. <laughs> like within a few days, don't be shy to return it because those products are usually not the cheapest. You know, I want to encourage people to not be afraid to invest in good products for their puppies so that they're safe for them. But do keep that receipt. Yeah, great advice. Are there any, speaking of retail stores, are there, are there any stores that you favor over others? You've talked about Amazon, BarkBox, mm-hmm. um, a couple other stores. Yeah, and any that you favor for any reason? There aren't any in particular, there aren't any like small mom and pop places that I would love to recommend. Like I wish there was one around here that I could help say something about but I really haven't found any that I really liked it's been like the big box places like Walmart and Target that are usually the most affordable and offer a nice return policy they might not have the biggest selection but they'll have one or two of everything that you need Amazon has a huge selection then you have to wait a few days but 
you can also return on there and you also have the added benefit of reading the reviews. So mm -hmm. that's a huge plus on there where you can actually hear other people's experiences with the product and usually that won't lead you down the wrong path. Yeah. So, something I like to do is I'll go to Target or mm -hmm. another store before I buy something that I find there, if it's a significant purchase. Mm -hmm. While you're at the store, just look it up online real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, it may be yeah, on Amazon, Walmart, another store or on Target. And mm -hmm. sometimes there's enough reviews where you can get a good idea. And then you can say, ah, it's not going to be that great, but there's another one at the store that has better reviews. So something that, that shoppers can do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sure. Another one is PetSmart. Uh, yep. They have a huge selection and you have instant gratification. You go in the store, you get your thing, you leave, but they're probably the most expensive out of all those options. Mm, yeah. Tractor supply is good too. I don't know how many tractor supplies there really are around the country. There aren't too many around here, but we're fortunate enough that there's one about 20 minute drive from us and you can get lots of good pet supplies there. And of course you can get the, the litter, the litter pellets that we use. It's just mm -hmm. like a pelletized wood product that they use in horse stalls. It's not kitty litter. Can't use cat litter for dogs because it's toxic for them. Yeah, but the, the little wood pellets from tractor supply have been really good for us. And and if you don't have a tractor supply near you, mm -hmm. there's usually like some regional or local type stores that are very similar mm -hmm. uh, that you can find around here. It's called Zamzos is is a okay. is a company. So yeah, hopefully you know if you can't find tractor supply, you can find something similar to it where you are. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Well, awesome. This is like, this is packed full. If, if I'm listening to this, I hope that you've taken like tons of notes. You're probably online shopping already. Um, really good stuff. Is there anything, any like products that we missed that you really want to mention before we wrap up? Sort of. I want to talk about things that you don't need. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear that. So, I've mentioned you don't need a dog bed in the crate. They'll rip it up, but we do use old towels in the crates. So those are easy to throw in the washing machine. They're easy to throw away. And when they get too worn out, a lot of people say you don't really need anything in the crates, but all of our dogs definitely prefer the crates that have a towel in them versus the one that doesn't have a towel in them. And especially if it's laid out really nice and neat, like it's a freshly made bed. That's usually the, that's usually the crate that gets taken first. None of the dogs have like assigned crates. So they all just kind of go run into a crate whichever one they get to first and it's always the ones that with the freshly made bed in there that get used first so wow. take well, what you want from that also stay away from toys that are made specifically for for puppies because um your palm ski is probably going to be able to rip them up mm, yep. also would recommend against the furminator brush uh, those things damage a co the coats really badly and they can also hurt the dog's skin and you don't really need such a harsh tool. Um, they can make the dog afraid of getting brushed and just forms a negative association with being brushed. Yeah, we had, we, had a great, we had a great episode a few weeks back from Karen McCullough a couple months ago mm -hmm. where she kind of dove into that and, and gave some good advice on on how to get away without a Furminator brush and mm -hmm. really how to treat their coats. 
So. Yeah, it's really about consistency and brushing them often. So you don't get, you don't have those huge mats and knots that you would need such a harsh tool for. Yeah. And to do the consistent thing, you have to, it has to be pleasurable for the dog too. They ha- it's got to feel nice and gentle and feel like they're just getting pet. Furminator is the exact opposite of that. Yeah, yeah. And the last thing on my list of things I don't like is retractable leashes. Um, mm. Those things work, break the worst time. I feel like they, they're responsible for a lot of handler injuries like that. That line can get really tight and just um, cut somebody that's walking by really easily. Mm-hmm. And they don't really train the dog to walk politely without pulling it it doesn't really help uh, just good walking habits. So they might look cool and uh, nice and compact, especially like the really little ones. But Mm -hmm. overall, you're asking for an accident to happen at the worst possible time. Like when your dog is really excited and really wants to run, they'll pull it out of your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Yeah. Good advice. Good. uh, Great list. Um, this is awesome. This has been great. Anything else before we go to our speed round of questions? No, I don't think so. Okay. If not, well, if, if we might have to have you back on the podcast for another episode <laughs> on, on Pomsky products. I'd love that. Cool. Well, I like to do a speed round of questions at the end. Um, they're always the same questions for our breeders. Are you good with that? Yeah. Cool. What is your favorite type of Pomsky? Favorite type, I definitely like the woolly coats. I feel like they feel like a puppy all the way into adulthood with that mm-hmm. coat. It's the most beautiful and it does take a little bit more time and effort to maintain. But I think one of the nicest things about a Pomsky is it's like a husky puppy forever. Mm-hmm. So when it actually feels really soft too, like a puppy, there's something special about that too. Uh, I really like the white ones. I'm kind of in the minority there. The yeah. first ones that we were breeding were solid white. I love the combination of the solid white with the bright blue eyes and the black dark eyeliner around them. Yeah, I've seen I've seen those puppies that you breed. They're they're beautiful. Well, thank you. Yeah. I also really like the black and white merle ones. The mm-hmm. merle comes from the Pomeranian side. I think that makes a really cool combination with the blue eyes from the husky side. And of course, I love the, the beautifully masked, uh, any of the husky colored masked uh, colorings on there, whether they be black and white, red and white, gray and white, those are always gorgeous. But like with a really nice mask with the little eyebrows and blaze on them. Yeah. Those are always really nice too. I think I covered all of them. I, I just like <laughs> you like all Pomskis. I, I do. It. I do. I, 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 I really didn't leave anything for what I don't like. <laughs> What's your favorite attribute of the Pomsky breed? They're really upbeat and happy all the time. They always put you in a good mood. Like you never see like a sad, moody Pomsky. <laughs> They're mm, always yeah. like, let's go. I'm ready to play. Yeah, cool. What is one piece of advice you'd give to every Pomsky owner? I would say embrace using lots of toys and also get yourself some good 
comfortable walking shoes that are easy to slip on and off. So you can go mm-hmm. for those walks easily and not have anything in your way. And it'll help you with the potty training quicker too. Yeah. I like that. Okay. One of our favorite questions that our listeners have enjoyed in our breeders is who is someone you really look up to in the Pomsky community? This could be someone you've met in person or just, you know, from being in the community online. Gosh, there's so many amazing people that I've met in the Pomsky community, but I have to say Mary Fraley from Pom- from Curb Hill Pomskys, because not only did we get three of our girls from her, but she's been my mentor and she's just been an endless source of information. There have also been lots of other breeders that have been great to bounce ideas off and just chat about everyday breeding things that you can't really strike up a conversation about at a dinner party with your average people. Yeah. yeah. So like Meg from Angel Creek, uh, Margaret from AMS, Cassandra from Posh Pomskis, they've been particularly awesome about engaging in my random Facebook messages day and night, no matter what the question will be, they're ready with an answer of what they do, what they think. And it's just really nice to be able to talk to other breeders that are open to collaborating and not guarding things as secrets. I think that the more collective knowledge we have amongst all the breeders, the better off the puppies will be in the end because they're really the ones that end up benefiting or losing from what we know. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very good. Thank you, Eva. This has been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And like I said, we'll have to have you back on. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for making it to the end of this episode. We hope you got a lot of valuable information that you can apply. We know if you made it this far that you're really serious about finding and or training and raising the perfect Pomsky. And we are here to help. Go ahead and head over to our website, pomskyownersassociation.com, where you will find lots of valuable resources directly from our breeders and owners of the association, all vetted and reputable. If you have any questions, uh, just let us know and know that we are always here to help you find, raise, and train the perfect Pomsky. Have a good day.